But thinking about what we looked at uh, this morning uh, about the deliverance of the power of deliverance that the gospel contains. And I uh, was thinking about that. The several verses that came to mind, I want to just kind of touch on them briefly with you. Uh, you all know them. Romans 1.16, you probably can quote that verse by heart, where Paul says that he's not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and salvation. Remember, Paul, in his life, has been persecuted by the Jews in every city just about that he went. And uh, I think it was John that said, John MacArthur, who said that Paul, when he went to the city, wanted to know what the jail looked like rather than the motels because he spent so much time in jail. <laughs> we laugh at that, but that is true. He was persecuted by the Jews and he was persecuted by uh, Romans and, and many people. Uh, and yet he says that Insofar as the gospel of Jesus Christ is concerned, he's not ashamed of that. Remember, in the, when we were looking at Second Paul's second letter to Timothy, he he was encouraging Timothy not to be ashamed of his chains and the suffering that he was going through. That there is a a stigma. There was a stigma attached to being a Christian and to proclaiming the truth of God. The Jews did everything they could to discredit Paul, and they persecuted him and stoned him and other things. And uh, so he just, he's writing, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation or deliverance, the same thing. And I was thinking about that. The word, the word that's used there is the word dunamis, from which we get the word dynamite. And there's a number of words <coughs> we've been used, but this one has to do with the power that is inherent within the gospel itself. Um and if you think about it, you think about, that's what I was doing, was thinking about the God's power. They, they say, and I just, I, I don't know the exact figures, but they say that if you can capture all the energy that's released from the sun in a second, and you can channel it in a productive manner, you could supply the earth for many years with all the energy it needs, it needs just from one second of energy that comes out of the sun. And you think about all the energy that, it, that the sun releases, and then you think about all the suns and the stars, millions and billions of galaxies with billions and billions of stars, and uh, it's continually being released. And God created it all in six days. He spoke and spoke it into existence. And you take the, the power that is resident in the God of the Bible and channel it through this message we call the gospel, and he says that that gospel is God's power to deliver us. That's a that's that's quite a thought. And a couple of verses maybe that would be. Um, I was thinking about over in First Corinthians, uh, Paul talks about the power, and he says this. First um, Corinthians one, eighteen. He says the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. And he goes on comparing that, talking about what is wise in the eyes of men and what is really wise in the sight of God and, and God's power. He talks about that even down in verse 24. He said, those who are called 
both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. The foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. God's power in the message, in the gospel, is power that can change lives. And I know firsthand, to some degree, that that transforming power. Uh, it is it is marvelous what God can do in a heart. And uh, we used to hear. I don't. I, I imagine the program is still available. It comes out. It's kind of a drama that comes out of the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago called Unshackled. And every night they usually have a dramatization of a life of one of the one of their residents was somebody that has come across that uh, rescue mission in Chicago whose life was was a wreck was torn apart with all kinds of stuff and you just can you can imagine that you can't get any lower than what these people have gotten and how God's power has through circumstances vast and different but through the gospel has touched their hearts and lives and turned them around and now they are cleaned up their new people on the inside and they're serving Christ the decision to live for him and that's that's the power of God that's the that's the power of the gospel and Paul says I'm not ashamed of that that gospel because it is the power of God unto deliverance uh, in Matthew 28 we have the Great Commission and uh, the preceding the Great Commission Jesus in telling us to go says that he is the one who has all authority. He says, all authority is given unto me. And that is that has to do with all power. In fact, King James translates that. I think all power is given to me uh, in heaven and on earth. He is the one that has been invested with all. He's absolute lordship resident in him. And he commands us as our absolute Lord to take this, this powerful message that can change hearts and lives. Take it for ourselves and give it to others. And um, that's a, that is a wonderful and yet a very challenging call, but it's very important. So, but that's the thing that, that's the message that the world needs to hear today desperately. And uh, our world is, is many, many instances is, is falling apart. And uh, there are, there, there are some good people, but there's a lot of people whose lives are messed up. And so we have the message. Tonight we are here to remember the Savior who gave his life for us, to release that power in us. And um, I gave the invitation this morning, and I just always remind ourselves that that invitation is available to us as well, that we need to uh, take him seriously, take his invitation seriously while we can. He doesn't. He's not always passing by. Uh, he says in Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Which the, the, the context there, the message is he can't always be found. He's not going to always be near. So when you have the opportunity, take advantage of it. If you tell him, no, not now, leave me alone, he may just do that for the rest of eternity. You don't want to do that. Take that chance. So I'm going to open in prayer. Uh, this meeting that we have to remember the Lord is his meeting, is his design. He's the one that has invited us to come. So we come uh, in obedience to his invitation. 
and examine ourselves and just, to just turn over in our minds and remind each other if we're sitting at this, this is not a, well, it's like it's a dinner table maybe with him sitting here together to remember him. And uh, I'm going to pray and uh, give everybody a chance in the great view of mind closing. Father, I do thank you for the gospel, which is your power. And uh, is I have witnessed how it changes my life, and I've seen it work in other people's lives. I know I have, I have played church for a long time um, to impress people, and uh, that does not work. And then I have had you touch my heart and life and really work inside and give me new desires and new strengths and new passions and new motivations and a new call, new life. And thank you. Thank you so much for that. Your power could be unleashed um, in a much stronger way than the sun in one sense if you just turned it loose. But you don't, you don't just unleash the power in an uncontrolled manner, but rather you funnel it in a way that is productive and profitable and accomplishes what it wants to accomplish without destroying the object through which it is being manifested and that in the, whose heart is being is working. Thank you for that. Thank you for just knowing the right way, the right things to do and to say and the right situations, the right circumstances. We all have those circumstances we don't like and uh, we know that they are, they are not many times pleasant. And to be honest, there are times when I would like to have something different or a different way of doing it. And yet I know when I come to you in prayer, I know you hear the prayers. I know you answer the prayers. I know Romans 8 tells us that your spirit interprets those prayers in perfect harmony with the will of God, which is exactly what we want because your will and your knowledge is infinitely greater than ours. So thank you for the salvation you provided and for the access that we have to your throne. And I ask your blessing now upon this time and upon our hearts. You've told us to examine ourselves before we come. And I do that and ask you to bring things to our minds because this is a special time that you've asked us to come and remember you. Strange that we would need that reminder, that we would forget, take it for granted, but we do. And so just stoop to our low, low level and meet us here and work in our hearts and be honored and exalted as we seek to worship you here.